Reset Rebel podcast with me, Joe Yule, and happy Monday. I wanted to put today's edition of the show out with Daryl Edwards, aka the Fitness Explorer, because we each have the opportunity on a Monday morning or a Monday afternoon, whenever you're listening to this podcast, to plot and plan for the week ahead how we're going to stay at our optimum output uh, of motivation, of focus, of steering the ship in the general direction across the stormy seas um, in the way that we want our week to pan out and I feel like sometimes unless I get Monday morning off on the right foot or any point on a Monday get my workout in get my little bit of me time um, just to check in after a busy weekend or just having some time off it's always good just to notice what it is that I want this week to entail and Daryl and I discussed in London when we went to the wellness summit from Age Bloggers a little bit more about playfulness and taking time to work into non-linear movement. So animalistic movements, getting into range of motion, um, getting into parts of the body that perhaps don't get a lot of use when we are moving um, in the usual ways. Walking, when we go to the gym and maybe just get on the running machine, uh, maybe when we're just cycling, um, maybe when we are just moving up and down and left and right. For me, I've always been very interested in spiraling, um, in wiggling, in moving into parts of the body that we just don't really normally get into because this opens up our fascial network and just all kinds of tissue really um, that tightens over the course of time when we're not using it. So to move in ways, um, for example, I was watching a David Attenborough um, nature film last night in documentary and it was about orangutans in the Amazon and I was just, you know, watching these animals swinging through the trees and you just think like, wow, you know, their joints must be so limber, their muscles, their tissue must be so very, very different to ours because, you know, we don't move in those kinds of ways. You know, we're not relying on nature or variables when we do strength training that involves moving against our own body weight, so calisthenics. You know, we're probably using a wall or a yoga mat on a floor, something, a hard surface. But when you're constantly adapting and changing and working into those muscles that are resisting against something that's not necessarily guaranteed to be solid for example Um, like we do in sports like we do when we're playing as children we're rolling around and bouncing off all sorts of things this is when the body has more of an opportunity to adapt more freely and become aware of risk um, and stays probably more at the top of its game in the fast twitch network and just generally really in the access point of expecting the unexpected and that's also to do with our nervous system to to do with the, the way that the body reacts 
um, in certain situations. And I feel like that's why, for me, unstructured and non-linear movement has been so much more important and intrinsic to what it is that I share as a yoga teacher and what it is that I find interesting. And working into that more intelligent structure of tissue, the fascial network underneath um, the skin, but on top of the muscles, you know, all of that network that surrounds our joints, our ligaments, our, um, our entire structure, our entire form is sort of woven together by the fascia. And massaging into that and keeping that network alive, keeping that network functioning at its optimum is when we function at our optimum, in my humble opinion. Um, so that's why I was really interested to talk to Daryl about his um, why working out is not working out for a lot of people. That was a subject that he discussed as a TED talk um, not so long ago. And the talk he was giving also... Um, at the Wellness Summit was along the similar lines and it felt like we had a lot in common. So it was really, really great to have had that conversation with Daryl. Um, it is a conversation I hope will be of interest um, as you listen to today's show. And just to let you know, we are still, we have two spaces available on our Reset Rebel retreat here in Ibiza, 3rd to the 7th of May. If you fancy joining us, we're going to be getting into some unstructured, non-linear forms of movement through hiking in the nature in the north of the island, um, across the unbelievable, beautiful, ragged and rugged, rocky sort of terrain that exists in the north of the island, around the coves and the caves and the callas and the beaches here. And we'll be getting into different parts of the body as we kind of um, navigate our way uh, across that terrain, um, as well as doing our daily morning um, yoga practice with me, flow practice, um, and some wonderful yin and a restorative and a lovely sound healing across those four nights. And our last night, we're going to end up watching the sunset from probably a beach that most of us uh, that have even been coming here for a really long time don't know has the best sunset in the north at this time of year um, and so we're going to witness that on our last night as we go out for dinner to Los Enamoranos which is the uh, lover's restaurant um, owned by a gorgeous couple um, very very cool people and they've got this great little boutique hotel basically with this great platform overlooking the beach and also overlooking the sunset so I think that opens in about a week's time if you are coming to Ibiza um, this summer put that on your list of to-dos but if you want to join us from the 3rd to the 7th of May over the UK back holiday weekend flights still only about £100 if you want to come and join us here on the island and reset yourself um, and spring into springtime and witness all of the abundance and beauty of nature here at this time of year. It's my absolute favourite time of year to be here on Ibiza and experiencing just the unbelievable um, abundance of just gorgeous flowers and, yeah, food, herbs, lemons, oranges, everything right now is in full bloom, the almond blossoms included and um, yeah, it's going to be a really special few days. So if you do fancy it, get in touch with us on just the good news, please at gmail.com. That's just the good news, please at gmail.com uh, for any questions, feedback on the podcast. Uh, and next week we have a very special guest joining us. Um, he's going to be giving away a, our first free retreat space in Ibiza. But for today, we're joined by 
Daryl Edwards. Don't go away. Welcome back. Today's edition of the show is coming from a very special space indeed. In London, at the H Bloggers Conference, the Wellness Summit, that our previous episode with the wonderful Sarah Selick, uh, gut health doctor. Um, and today's episode is with fitness guru, uh, Daryl. And I'm going to cross over to him live shortly, but we're actually kind of in what feels a little bit like a telephone booth, um, which I'm absolutely loving. We've got some sort of eggy kind of cartons on the wall, which I've never yep. experienced before. They're quite nice on the back as well. I'm getting a little massage as we're also doing this podcast. <laughs> Do you like a little bit of multi-purpose recording? It's like a, it's like a TARDIS that you can see, <laughs> that you can see out of. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's an interesting space to be in, but it's more than comfortable enough for us to discuss what we're going to be discussing today. I'm feeling very comfortable in your presence, Darren. You're making me feel very at home. <laughs> well, that's great to hear. That's great to hear. I mean, for people that have no idea um, what you've been talking about here at the Health Bloggers uh, Conference today, tell us, I know that you're into um, some fabulous functional and animal movements uh, that your book was about, but what were you actually specifically discussing with the uh, the bloggers gathered here today? Yeah, so I spoke a little bit about my backstory, which is working in uh, investment banking as a technologist, uh, falling ill to certain um, to several kind of chronic lifestyle issues and then being able to recover them in part by the physical activities that I was undertaking. So many of us are not aware that physical activity or movement more importantly can be viewed as medicine. So I was able to use exercise as a way to redress some of the issues around having high blood pressure, being pre-diabetic and being very high risk of cardiovascular disease. And um, thinking about movement now, and the reason I wrote the book Animal Moves is because many of us don't move as humans should be moving. Most of us don't recognize um, not even just the benefits of movement, but a type of activities we should be undertaking. So in the 21st century, where we don't have to move to survive, um, where our environment is engineered for us to become more sedentary, most of us decide to be physically inactive. Mm. Um, so we have to make conscious decisions to seek out movement opportunities. And when we do so, we should be taking part in very low intensity, you know, um, flow-based, mindful-based movement, right through to the most vigorous of an explosive of physical activities and everything in between. So using the animal, uh, animal kingdom as inspiration ensures that we engage in quite a, a wide repertoire of movement patterns. You know, so if you think about, I don't know, if you think about a cheetah, for example, the sprint of a cheetah, the jump of a kangaroo, um, the strength of an ant. So human beings, you know, can lift two to three times their body weight, whereas an ant can lift up to a thousand times. I so, love, I love watching ants in action when they all club together and they start moving like something fifty times bigger than them as a team. It's like, go on, boys! Yes, exactly. I mean, it's in, it's incredible how how they work based on on their instincts. They know exactly. They don't train. They don't go to a gym. Okay. You know. <laughs> Irene. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, hold on a second. Let's, let's bench press a twig um, so, so we can then go out and, and perform our, our day's work. They don't take steroids. You know, they don't take steroids. Yeah, exactly. You know. So, so you know, again, imagine a cheetah going, you know, I need to do some training first before I go and sprint for, for a gazelle. So, so yeah, humans could, could learn a lot um, from observing the rest of the animal kingdom and recognizing that we do have, uh, instinct should play a part. Nature has you know, graced us with a, a wonderful ability to be versatile, to interact with our environment, to learn and take pleasure in the environment. And so um, that's what Animal Moves is about. How could I be 
use the world around me as my gym? How could I use the world around me as my playground? How could I use my own body as gym equipment? So actually I don't need anything else apart from me and the world around me to become uh, far more conversant with movement, um, you know, have more fun with movement. I think that's beautiful. And I think, you know, that's uh, as a yoga sort of a uh, sharer, I don't like to call myself a teacher, but that's definitely, you know, people don't really understand how amazing just using the strength of your own body and your own body weight can or calisthenics, whatever. Mm. They are great, great movement practices and they do do more or less. I mean, I really quickly realised after maybe doing yoga purely and only for maybe five years that I did need to get back down the gym and get my cardiovascular back. Mm, but, of course. you know, I do just love the fact that I can just roll out my mat anywhere I go in the world and that's my, you know, I can stop, drop and just get on with it, which is fantastic. But I love this idea about the animal movement because my class is a non-linear, unstructured mm. flow class with music and it's very intuitive and it's very... Um, much about massaging the fascia and getting into those crevices and defuzzing, um, which builds up overnight, obviously, that kind of uh, fascial tissue when you don't move your muscles. And I, yes. I feel like moving in these very non-linear, spiralling kind of uh, phrases is, is a very important thing for the body because we, we just don't move in non-linear ways. We're, we're, we're very structured I think in the way that we're sort of you know we're up we're down we're walking we're sitting we're at the gym and we're doing the same kinds of things and it's getting into those other kind of areas of the body and discovering freedom of movement and range of movement is is what mm. I'm very very passionate about so I, I'm I'm loving this topic of conversation yeah we're singing from the same hymn sheet for sure and and you know if we think about uh, movement in the three-dimensional sense then as you say we, we you know Technically, we work in mainly in sagittal plane, you know, sort of up and down, forward, back. That tends to be what we do in terms of gym, gym work. Whereas if you're a dancer, say, or if you're, you know, doing a crawling motion on the, on the floor like a bear crawl, your body's moving in three dimensions. Um, there's some pandiculation which occurs, which is the body's natural way to maintain its mobility and flexibility. So, again, if we look at the animal kingdom, you know, you don't see a... A lion doing a, a five-minute warm-up, um, you know, or or undertaking like lengthy, you know, stretching sessions in order to, to be flexible. It's flexible and mobile and and able, functionally able, because it does that work all of the time to maintain its its existence. So you know, you look at a young, a five-year-old kid who gets up in the morning. Um, they they kind of have a, a little yawn, a one-second stretch. And they're kind of good to rush around and get rid of that nervous energy. And other animals do that too. And as adults, we look for structure. We don't like something that's not, you know, non-conformist when it comes to movement. And we need to be going back to that because uh, there's a lot of pleasure in it. It ensures that we are kind of disrupting um, that fuzz <laughs> that, that collects overnight, you know, that kind of rust that almost collects overnight and just getting rid of that. And, and I feel that it's a, that's what maintains youthfulness and exuberance. You know, maintaining the movement patterns and the kind of vigorous excitement of movements that I had as a kid, if I can maintain that, that's a great place uh, to be. So reclaiming your inner child is really important. Reach out to them, <laughs> have a chat with them, uh, and make sure you have a word with them which, which resonates with you. You know, there's something that can tell you uh, from your, your history that will make sense to you and would ensure that whatever you do in terms of movement, you can find some joy uh, from it. 
Absolutely. I think movement, well, movement is, is medicine is one of my hashtags on Instagram. And I, you know, there's absolutely so much medicine to be found in movement. Every single morning I get up and I go out for my morning walk and it's my meditation. It's my time to check in with myself, get into nature, get out the concrete jungle, get my little tootsies on the on the ground, get grounded and feel the earth beneath me and remember who it is that I am and why I'm sort of here on this planet, which I still haven't quite figured out yet, but I'm getting there. Mm. Um, But the thing I love about this animal animal movement thing, um, and particularly when we're talking about tigers and, uh, you know, kangaroos, I think you mentioned, (laughs) um, I I like this um, imagery of this kind of animal kingdom, really, and the way that they behave, because I feel like when animals chase after each other uh, and they, you know, play dead when Mm. one animal is in fear and and terror and Mm. plays dead and then maybe that tiger comes along and thinks oh well you know mango's dinner um that (laughs) animal will jump up and shake um and i feel like that's something that is a very kind of traumatic release technique that animals intuitively have Mm. and that's also something i always find very interesting in the yoga world is like you know we do sometimes a bit of shaking like a bit of an osho style meditation is like you know you need to offload that not just the nervous energy and tension of children but you also need to offload the traumatic experiences that we encounter in our everyday lives and the stress we pick up maybe we don't even realize we're doing it but our breathing changes everything Mm. is influenced by those encounters we have during our day and I feel like the animals are just so well it just comes naturally to them but we don't we're not taking those leaves out of those books to fully really go there and offload things that we can get rid of like our stress and our tensions through moving exactly as you described yeah I mean that's I mean this is such a beautiful conversation because uh, you know all all we need is there in nature and and we're so disconnected from nature we're so disconnected from our environment we're so disconnected from ourselves it means that a lot of what we're talking about can feel alien. Um, a lot of it, we feel like we need to put structure in place to be able to achieve some of that. But most of that we, we have inherent within us. And so, you know, if, you, if I'm at home and I really do not care what anyone else is thinking about what I choose to do and I put some music on and I'm dancing and I'm literally kind of going crazy or with excitement, with movement excitement, you're getting that you're getting that benefit. You're releasing stress. You're, you're, you know, having good regulation of your HPA axis of how your body responds to stress. You're letting, you're letting go of that. So you become mindful right away because all you're thinking about is how do I feel right now? And, and so there are so many lessons we can learn by going back to basics, by recognizing that there is nothing good physically or mentally that comes from almost hibernating in a seat in a chair seated position for several hours a day every day day in day out and we need to be breaking up as many sedentary moments as possible to be active whether that's just standing you know using a standing desk whether that's you know having standing meetings walking meetings having a break at lunch not having a sandwich at your desk um, not going on a date down the pub. Not, <laughs> well, if you're walking to get there, if you de- if you decide that you're going to get a drink and then go for a walk after the pub, you know. So I mean, I'm not a I'm not a monk, and I recognise that. Sure, yeah. you look like a monk. I sound like one sometimes, but you know, the reality is, you know, I, I want you know, I want joy from life, not just penance, right? I don't want to punish myself for you know the sins of last night when I had a drink or a cake or whatever, right? That's you know. I want to be able to to have a, a level of moderation 
which means I can have a focus on health and well-being and longevity because that's what I that's what I want and I don't want to focus just on short-term pleasure but a recognition that a lot of the things in relation to health and longevity are also pleasurable and so and also joyful and so if I am exercising why not choose exercise which which makes my heart sing you know why not choose a movement a practice that makes you want to do it every day or every day, every day or however frequent you, you need to do it to feel great about yourself and do it with other people because we're social beings. You know, why just do it in isolation all the time? Getting on a treadmill, bored shit, there's, couldn't think of anything worse. I mean, I can't think of anything worse either. So uh, I actually speak, I, I gave a, uh, you know, a TED talk recently talking about why, why working out isn't working out and, and thinking about even the word working out, like, you know, on a treadmill, you're not working out, are you? You're working in, you know, you're, you know, you're indoors, you're on a treadmill, you're, not, you're running, going nowhere. Um, it's monotonous, it's, it's pretty boring. You need so many distractions to keep you there. Maybe you're watching TV, maybe you're thinking about the, the sauna and the spa afterwards, or maybe you're thinking about, I've paid so much money for my gym membership, I better make sure I continue it's to go. It's the second time I've been in this you know? year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most expensive gym membership ever. Um, <laughs> I should have taken pay as you go. But, you know, like, that's the reality for many of us. And so do whatever you can to set up an environment that encourages you to be more active, that gives you more opportunity to be active, so, which doesn't feel like, again, that you're punishing yourself. Um, so, you know, I, for example, made a, you know, I decided several years ago that I would boycott elevators, lifts, um, that I would only ever take the stairs. And I'm probably about 99.5% there. You know, there are times where, like, you know, you can't, you have to take you have to take the lift or the elevator but I do everything I can to take the stairs and it's incredible if I take a few flights of stairs it doesn't matter how many times I've done it I'm still breathless whenever I've, you know I'm like oof that's, that's a lot tougher than I thought it would be but those 30 seconds one minute or so of, of vigorous intense activity done several times throughout the day means I'm getting 5 or 10 minutes in just by taking the stairs just by making that decision to always take the stairs and it doesn't take up really any more time than it would if I was waiting for the lift or, you know, or the escalator. So there are simple strategies that we can put in place that mean I can get more movement in, that I can make better decisions around food, I can make better decisions around having a ritual to get better sleep quality and to, to ensure that I'm not viewed as a, as a monk. <laughs> I think it's interesting though, the food thing because I think the more more I move the less hungry I am if I get up mm. and go out for a two hour walk in the morning I will eat well and probably quite light all day I'm not really that hungry if I go to the gym in the morning and really smash it hard for an hour on cardio I really don't I'm not even hungry till lunchtime maybe I know I'm maybe in the minority yeah. but my food choices every single decision I make for the rest of the day is a good one when it comes to food and drink if I get up and start having breakfast the moment I open my eyes I'm hungry all day I'm making heavier choices I sit around for the rest of the afternoon I can't be bothered to do anything and everything goes to shit basically yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a, a unique thing to me but it feels like it's in you your know, DNA you've got to set yourself up to win yeah it's in your DNA so I mean you think about it most times in our ancestral history food would not be available immediately as soon as you get up you'd have to work for it you'd have to obtain it you'd have to source it you'd have to seek it so of course if you do some work i.e. you're exercising in the morning or you go for a lengthy walk in the morning and then fasted. some food fasted which would be your natural the natural state of being would be fast in the morning and breakfast means breaking the fast 
right? So that would be the natural order of things. You do some sort of physical work to be able to obtain some food, to prepare it. Oh, okay, thank goodness I've broken my fast. And then, as you say, you make better decisions throughout the day. You appreciate, I feel, you know, you're almost more grateful for the food after walking for two hours. So I think your body's just designed, catered to, you know, catering to, to the fact that, oh, hold on a second, you've done some work, this food is going to be replenishing the activity you've just done, mm-hmm. and you're in that state of, of kind of wellness for making a really good decision from the start of the day. Mm-hmm. So again, it's a great way to set yourself up, and, and whatever works for you, whether your gateway is, is diet or physical activity and, and movement, make sure that they inform the other decisions that you make that you're not just relying on just on diet or relying just on exercise, but that you're using that gateway to look at all the other wellness medicines you can get. You know it is I'm quite saying? irritating yeah. though when some people are just relying on their food source to stay lean. And some people do yes. just by eating well. And that really winds me up because I tell you what, <laughs> I work hard to stay in shape, like especially in my 40s. It gets, struggle is real, people. Yeah, and um, <laughs> it's really not easy to maintain uh, a hot bod, like living in a place like a beef. I'm not suggesting I've got a hot bod. I bloody well like to have one, but I tell you what, I can tell you it's listeners, incredibly uh, hard work. <laughs> she's doing just Joey's doing very well for herself. That's what I'm well, going to say. stop it, you uh, old smoothie. <laughs> I know but, we're in a phone booth, but uh, snuggled up like two old sardines in a can. So, um, but yeah, you know, I think there's, there's probably too much pressure sometimes on, on aesthetics when it comes to health. And Oof, you're right. Nowhere more people, than Ibiza. And in, uh, yeah, in, in Ibiza especially. Well, you know, given it costs about, what, eight, eight pounds for, you know, a few hundred mils of water or something like that. So, uh, <laughs> and the rest <laughs> it's gone up oh, yeah, mate sorry, I don't yeah, know yeah. when you were there last the 90s probably but, uh, <laughs> exactly it's 15 euros 15 euros for a love. sip these days yeah. <laughs> in Ushuaia or high the new nightclub which is uh, oh. yeah I don't even think there's 200 mils of water in there it's like a thimble of water is about well, 15 euros just sw- yeah you just got to keep swilling your mouth uh, all, all with night. a salty tap in the bathroom so you can't actually fill it up I tell you what health problems out there it's outrageous what they get up to yeah so you know I, I think you know we're both, I'm, I'm approaching the big, I've got a big 5-0 to look forward to, so I'm, I'm coming to no. my... No, look about 25, darling. Oh, see, now you now the, the compliment's coming the other way. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, You're very welcome. But, um, but yeah, you know, I, I think as I've got older, and I started pretty late in life uh, in terms of changing my, uh, my focus to, to health and well-being. So right from the off, I was thinking about, I just don't want to, you know, I just don't want to die younger than I should. And I hopefully don't want to be suffering with a chronic lifestyle disease for What made for you change? Years. What was the catalyst? What, was, what made you up your game? Blood tests from my doctor telling me you need statins, you need something to, to prevent you getting full-blown diabetes, and you need something to manage your high blood pressure. What were you doing that to get it. all of that? Sitting at a desk for 16 to 18 hours a day. As a banker? Uh, yeah, as, as a wanker yeah, banker? As a, well, I was, I was a technologist. <laughs> wanker banker so I was helping the wanker bankers and no, I shouldn't say is this, is this going to be oh, edited go on it's fine anyway, no not anymore um, so yeah, um, that's the good hopefully bit hopefully none of my friends are listening ex-colleagues are listening to this um, but yeah so you know it, it was just a very sedentary lifestyle eating you know sandwich at the desk it just wasn't making healthy decisions you know lots of alcohol um, you know a few hours of sleep a night because I had to get back into the office very early in the morning so when you're told, you know, relatively young, um, that you're suffering with all of these issues that you assume were something you'd probably get Pro when you're much older, you're like, surely these are diseases of aging. Mm, well, you're aging prematurely, Daryl. Mm. You know, and it's, scary. it's genetic. So scary. You know, and 
this is just what you have to do to manage this. And fortunately, I was able to exercise my way out of those early uh, warning signs. Mm -hmm. And I maintained that for now about 15 years. Um, and I've dedicated myself to, to, to what I do now for the last sort of seven or eight years. So I was able to change my lifestyle within that investment banking environment, recognize that I wanted to be, I was more passionate about what I'm doing now, about health and well-being. Um, but, you know, as we get older, as I get older, because you're still not, you're still not old, uh, uh, Joe. <laughs> Keep it coming, as, baby. <laughs> as, as, as we get older, you know, our, our motives change. And so I don't want to be competing with a 25-year-old on the beach. Um, you know, I want to be able to, to maintain good quality of living, maintain independence, want to make sure that if I am going to my, my doctor, it's for something very trivial. Uh, hopefully never, I never have to go, <laughs> I, is, is the ideal. So to not be on medication, that, that, was the, that was it for me. It was like, oh my goodness, I don't have to take any medication, even though I was told if you don't, you're not going to be, you know, you won't live for much longer. That's pretty much what I I'm was told. I'm glad you're still with us. Yeah. Thank you. It's a miracle. You're a walking <laughs> miracle. A walking miracle able to tell you how great you're looking uh, in, in this. I'm glad uh, you're still here. I mean, you would definitely uh, roll you out again for a few compliments. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, and, and, I'm wearing, and I'm wearing my glasses. I've just had a recent eye test, so I can't They're even very use. very thick. I was just I can't admiring <laughs> Very, hopefully <laughs> not the lens. my vocals? <laughs> <laughs> I should have gone to Specsavers, right? But, um, well, <laughs> Yeah, so, so <laughs> but, um, but you know, the, the, the great thing is, you know, when I think about some of the discussions today at this event, and I know we were speaking earlier about gut, about the importance of, uh, of gut health, um, and so people resort to food or probiotics, or mm. those are, you know, those are decisions that people make to go, okay, I'm gonna, I want to focus on the health of my gut. But physical activity, mm. believe it or not, has a significant impact on the health of the of the gut microbiome. You know, um, reducing inflammation. You know, reducing blood pressure. In my case, improving your cholesterol profile. You know, managing your blood sugars. You know, all of that can be done through movement. So, yeah. movement as a hashtag is certainly medicine, and there needs to be more discussion in the wellness space. So, I feel, I feel there's a, the it's the kind of neglected cousin of wellness in many respects. In, in terms of the health benefits of prevention and therapy of a lot of chronic uh, lifestyle disease. Mm. So my job is to, you know, kind of stoke the fires a little bit and to look at the research and to say, hey, guys, look how amazing movement is. And if you add movement to all the other things you're doing, you know, to improve your sleep quality, to improve your, you know, your, your, your nutritional palate, mm. then uh, you're going to get your results faster. You may get the side benefit of looking a bit better. Um, in in the mirror, but um, you know people can do lots of lots of stuff to look better in the mirror, which aren't necessarily healthy, mm. right? Mm. So if you look at well, a lot of plastic fantastics in a bit as well. It's just tragic. Like everyone's having injections, everyone's changing their aesthetic makeup with all these very unnatural go-to, easy, quick fix, yes. you know, crazy toxic substances they're yeah. putting in their bodies, and I, I really. Honestly, I hate to get on my high horse, but I feel like it's you're very tragic. You don't, you don't hate it that much because you're there. Well, so. <laughs> uh, well, as, as, you know, as a yoga teacher, I mean, there's many things about my body I'm not over the moon about, but I accept them. You know, they're part of me. Yes. And, you know, basically, there's no quick fix for anything in this world if you want it to last. Longevity mm. is everything. And I think, number one, there's always 
like my mother, you know, admire her because she's grown old gracefully. She's never had anything done, but she's quite disciplined and she's looked after herself. She's gone to the gym. She's eaten the right food. She's not drunk excessively, you know, and she's looked after herself and we're all responsible for our own vessels. It's like my dad always says, you know, if you don't look after your home, where are you going to live? And it's yep. just as simple as that. You know, if you really, really want to be here for your children, for your family and to be a responsible member of that unit, you have to look after yourself and no one's going to do that for you. We've all got to get off our own asses and get ourselves out the door in the morning and I find if I don't do it first thing in the morning, I won't do it. I know yeah. I won't. Yeah. It yeah. is a right nightmare to persuade myself to go at the end of the day in the evening to get down the gym. I don't want to go. There's mm. a lot more hot guys though down the gym in the evening which is a definite bonus <laughs> but tell you what it's absolutely like a ghost town in the morning first thing I like to go at half past seven but then you have more focused on working out right see that's the bonus that's the, that's the there's the no silver eye candy lamp, to look at silver lining not falling the off the stepper um, <laughs> so yeah that's the benefit if you went in the evening you'd probably do half of your workout because you're too busy looking at the hot guys and chatting so. to everyone because it's a beater. it's like small town it's like literally go in there get nothing done everyone's having a chin wag yeah, it's a nightmare. So, and there's a lot of grunting men I, in there. I don't like that in the gym. Well, you know, I'm not I was I wanted to envy your 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 lifetime your lifestyle <laughs> in Ibiza, but just thinking about the cost of water uh, put me off again. It's, it's a no 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 go. Uh, and and the fact that expensive um, water. Yeah, it's anti men. <laughs> really sweaty in the, in the summertime. And and not there in the morning. So yeah. What but, to do? Um but you know, like I, I think the great thing is, as you mentioned, like thinking about your mother, for example, and, and my mother too, you know, she's she's really kind of grasped this concept of of what she can, of the ownership of her own health um, and not wanting to take, you know, she was she was type 2 diabetic, diagnosed a few years back. And she was like, I don't want to take the medication. If there's any way I can do this through lifestyle, mm-hmm. I want to go the lifestyle route. And she's reversed her type 2 diabetes, um, completely managing it without any any um you know pharmaceuticals just through lifestyle she's more active she's eating better food and it's incredible you know she's you know she's lost some weight i mean she she looks incredible and so once you realize the power that you have mm. um not having you know she doesn't access any gurus do you know you know you know she, she, she's she's just informed herself as to what she needs to do to be able to live a healthier lifestyle great advantage to us as, as kids and to her grandchildren so we all have our inner guru though you know we have all the answers and we know exactly what we need to do to look after ourselves yes. none of us are stupid we all have to take ownership of that you know um output and no one is going to do it for us like it's we have all the answers about what's necessary and what's needed and we all know what's best for our own selves except we choose to ignore that inner voice nagging us to get out of bed in the morning and go to the gym and switch the alarm off it's too dark it's too cold it's too wet i can't be asked not today thank you all of that yeah. stuff and as you're and of course the additional voice for you is not enough hot men in the in the gym in the morning but i'm going to still go anyway no so. the gym in the morning is a prerequisite and it's an absolute non-negotiable good visit for me and good, good, i need good. my 30 minutes cardio in the morning i need my endorphins yeah. they set me up for the day they make me happy they make me motivated i'm like out put work-wise the rest of the day is high if I sit on my butt drink coffee all day and I just I feel flat and I feel depressed yeah I really need those chemicals those feel good dopamine hits mm. running through my veins and I'm, I'm I'm a different person I'm a miserable old cow if I don't do that again it's movement is medicine so you know serotonin levels are increased especially early in the morning when you're physically active uh, endorphins are released which are a natural painkiller 
ahem, by the way. So endocannabinoids um, are precursors to endorphins. So, you know, people are buying CBD oil, for example, uh, you know, as an anti-inflammatory and not realizing that we produce these agents ourselves if we're active. It's a byproduct of being physically active. Um, so, you know, no wonder you're feeling great in the morning. And I think it is the best time, uh, best uh, part of the day to be physically active, especially if you can get outside and get some sunshine, which... I know you've got it all. Yeah, I don't want to rub it in, but you know, we definitely uh, get a a full photosynthesis every morning (laughs) in Ibiza. I've still got about, you know, I've still got a little bit of time before uh, we exit the EU, so maybe I need to sort out some citizenship in uh, in Spain or something like that. Oh, God, let's not even mention the B word and the (laughs) bullshit that's going on with that one that's causing me a right nightmare and most of the other British people that live abroad. Yeah, for sure. Tragic. Um, Depressing. Let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it. Let's definitely not talk about it. But, you know, Go out and vote, people. Get on that petition. We we, we may not have ownership of that process, but we have ownership of, of, of what we can do for ourselves and, and, and for our own health. And, and me and for myself, going through this process of transforming my health and being told there's nothing you can do apart from taking this cocktail of medications and realizing, you know, almost 15 years on that actually I have been able to do mm do that without taking medication and even if it's a de- even if it's a delay of the medication at least i've had 15 years of a delay of avoiding those side effects um so yeah the takeaway message i feel is movement is medicine do as much as you can to get really helpful movement into your day you know make sure it's varied make sure it's interesting make sure some of it is social um make sure some of it is outdoors not just indoors and make sure a lot of it is is human mm. movement. You know, it's natural, primal, instinctive movement that you should be engaging in. Play with your kids. You know, play games that you used to play as a kid yourself. Make sure that you're having some laughter and, and joy from movement as well, not just a kind of a grimace and a, you know, strained look on the face. Does sex count? I mean, I'm going to ask. Of course. I mean, that's obviously the, the most... Best forms of exercise. That's obviously the most primal <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Animal uh, and animalistic. It depends. I suppose it depends on the type of sex you're having, right? But, but <laughs> and what you enjoy. But you know, it it, it is. Um, you know, movement is part of survival. So hunting and gathering food, building shelter, protecting your you know those you love, and reproduction, right? So so move. You know, and that's that's why evolution has made movement, has prioritized movement for us as, 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 as all creatures. Movement is important for all creatures. But as human beings, it's important. And we have the additional benefit, in terms of set, going back to sex, of it isn't just a reproduction, right? So we're one of very, a handful of mammals that we will have sex, not just because we want to have children. Hardwired for know? pleasure, that's why. And it's, it's that, definitely, exactly... yeah, if it's not just the food thing, that's what's the other great way to, to, to get there yeah. through the mouthgasm? And I tell you what, thing. I don't, I tell you what, I, and I don't think, I don't usually think about food when I'm having sex either. So I said, never. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're not sitting there fantasizing <laughs> about KFC on the way home. That's good to know. Yeah, it's all right, ladies. It's all kale. good. Yeah, I've got to have my kale chips now whilst we're make, kind of. I think there's um, some of these uh, goodie bags that they're handing out here at this conference, actually. I'm, I was literally sitting here while we were talking about sex, fantasizing about what's in my. Where is, this, where is this going? <laughs> yes. Well, just the kale chips, mostly. Kale I mean, chips, yes. You know, that's a so, green yeah, seek, machine. We seek out pleasure when, it, when um, you know, we're pleasure-seeking creatures, which is why sometimes it's difficult to make the right health choices because we seek, you know, 
the the reward you know we don't really want the risk um and we seek short-term gain and if that short-term gain means it's detrimental to our long-term health sometimes we go ah i'll I'll live with that when it comes to it but let's just take a step back let's just recognize what's really important i want to be here for my kids and grandkids you know i want that's what i want you know i want those nearest and dearest to me to be living healthful lives so and it means most of us have to change our our habits um and the 21st century environment a lot of it is set up for us to fail you know some of this isn't just about us Uh, some of it is about the environment that we have created for ourselves and we're bombarded with you know fast food places and every time you go into a news agent i mean there's so i mean there is so much <laughs> See, it's, it's that, just talking. i had some of that avocado on taste and i'm a gluten intolerant that's what's happened <laughs> that's here. what it is i've heard me talking about talking about all these fast food places it's making me yeah. feel um, a little bit trapped windy see so but yeah you know we, we're bombarded with 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 an environment which means it's difficult sometimes to make the right choices but uh, yeah <laughs> even when it's got avocado on it it shouldn't go in one's face that's just the moral of that story um, I'm, unfortunately we're going to have to wrap it up there actually because the conference like I see everyone putting their coats on and their shoes and handbags and their scarves and hats and gloves and uh, yeah moustaches and disguises for the night ahead in East London it's probably like some sort of hat party yeah, I think it is time to say cheerio, but it's been such an amazing conversation. I've really so, enjoyed uh, this. Thank you yeah. so much for making the time. I'm hoping you're going to edit out the stuff that... Um, Absolutely not. ...that, you know, anyone who loves me shouldn't be listening to. That, that, those were <laughs> sorry, the best bits. Though. Sorry, Mum. <laughs> uh, and sorry, anyone who doesn't know my political persuasion. Sorry about that. You Now you do. Never say but, sorry. Uh, That's yeah. my new motto. In Never life. say sorry. Okay. Never apologise. Like, as an English person, we do it all the time for, like breathing you know it's like no that is your opinion you're entitled to it and that's the beauty of podcasting it's like you are allowed to have an opinion it is not on PC to express oneself that is what we were put on this planet for and that is what podcasting was invented for long live podcasting I say Um, and you know what Joe you've obviously been in Ibiza for for too long because you didn't read the nuance of uh, English sarcasm and wit (laughs) so (laughs) I wasn't really apologising but I know but it is an English thing isn't it (laughs) It and I I I notice it when I come back here more it's like everyone's apologising for everything and actually you know I was hanging out with a a lovely American recently and just apologising constantly 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 it's like look I know you need to be polite and everything but you do not need to apologise for existing you know you are a person yes you tripped over my foot you don't need to say sorry it was an accident I know that you didn't do it on purpose I do just think I have a thing about people apologising too much because I feel like it is a thing it is a a thing and it's definitely a British uh, you know a British thing for sure and I definitely do it all the time you know um, without any sarcasm there just for you, but I do benefit. like a bit of sarcasm. It's the highest form of wit. There's it is, no denial. It, it is for sh- it is for sure. But um, I miss but, it. But yeah, I think uh, we've definitely covered a lot this afternoon. All bases. And, um, yeah, and I'm really especially really in the sex department. Yes. Which base are we at now, Daryl? Um, well, I'm still I'm <laughs> I'm still not thinking about food. So is that is that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> making me feel really it's good. good. I think we'll leave it there. It's a good place. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us here on the Reset Rebel Podcast. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Reset Rebel. It's the Reset Rebel. It's the Reset Rebel. It's the Reset Rebel. Coming to you every day.